Welcome everyone to episode four of the Careful for Spoilers podcast. I am your host, James Barnes, and today I am joined by a very special person. He has been one of my best friends for a very, very long time. Brees Jackson is going to be joining me today. Let's get rolling. And we are rolling. This is podcast number four of Careful for Spoilers with my special guest, Mr. Brees Jackson. Brees, how are you, sir? I'm doing fine. How about yourself? I am great. Now, today, we're going to talk about the DC TV universe. We're going to talk about The Flash. We're going to talk about Arrow. We're going to talk about DC's Legend of Tomorrow. And a little BVS. So first, we're going to start off with my theory of the true identity of Zoom. That's good, because I am not the comic book nerd. I know this is from source material, like a group of source material, but I have no idea what you're talking about when you break it down to me. Well, I'm going to enlighten you again, my friend. So, like I explained before, in the comics, Barry has a twin that he never meets. And this twin grew up with the Thawne family. Now, he grew up, found out that Barry was his twin, hated him, hated him because of the life that he had. And then he found out that Barry became the Flash, hated him even more. Then he finds this blue amulet that gives him the power of super speed with blue lightning like a certain speedster that we both know. Now also, on Earth-1, Jay Garrick took Caitlyn to the park to see his doppelganger, whose name is Hunter Zolomon. Hunter Zolomon is the name of the Zoom from the comics that we know. So my theory is, there's two sets of twins. Two on Earth-1, two from Earth-2. Zoom was a twin of Jay Garrick and grew up with the Zolomon family on Earth 2. Grew up, hated Jay Garrick because Jay Garrick turned out to be a brilliant scientist and then he becomes the Flash. Being upset in a rage, he finds some way, I'm not sure how, not yet anyway, but he finds a way to gain super speed. And he vows to take down not only Jay Garrick, but to become the only speedster. So I think that Jay Garrick is actually dead. Jay Garrick of Earth 2 is actually dead. And Hunter Zolomon, who is Zoom, is keeping the Jay Garrick of Earth 1 in the cage in the Iron Mask. That is my theory, sir. What do you think? I mean, it's all possible. It's still confusing, but I kind of get it a little bit better now. We'll see how it's... it all plays out. And how fast does it play out? Because how, how long are we going... Okay, it's just like how last year we knew that Reverse Flash was... Harrison Wells, but not Harrison Wells. It was actually Eobard Don. That that reveal happened 
early on in the season before Barry and them actually knew, is it going to be the same thing now or they're going to show it in the next episode? See, my whole thing is the showrunners on this show do not pull punches. They just give it to you. It's just like, boom, mid-season finale. Well, it wasn't the mid-season finale, but the first half of the season, boom, we now know who Zoom is. Just like in season one with the big reveal of Reverse Flash being Eobard Thon. They don't pull any punches, just like, here, there you go. It is what it is. Deal with it. And I love it. I just I just love it. And I need I need more. Now I have a question for you. It's been said in reports that um yes, I would I would definitely like some of that, sir. But it's shown in previews that Iris is supposed to be getting into a relationship with um what's his face? I have no idea what his name is. The freaking black dude the uh, black like giving dude. a like giving a, a hard time at work now. Yep. It's just like, yep, I'm the hard ass black guy and I'm your new boss. Let's get it together, bitches. He's But like Iris don't even like black dudes. I mean, you don't know that. <laughs> she has a record. Okay, she has a record. She's surrounded by white guys, but he is a black guy and he's now her boss. So we will see. I don't I don't really care. Because I know she's going to end up with Barry anyway. So this matters nothing at all, really. You don't know that because just like how Felicity is not is going to be with Oliver at the end of this show. Okay, well, since you since you bring up Felicity, that's a nice segue into arrow this fucking bitch you're not you're not going to call my leading lady that felicity's okay. a fucking bitch um so it's not felicity's fault on okay. arrow i it is known that i despise the existence of laurel lance but in this season she has been taking steps towards redemption but Felicity is going in the opposite direction of you're a fucking cunt. Now, I will explain. That's harsh words. I don't care. So, she she breaks up with Oliver for a really dumb fucking reason. Now, let me explain. It's not a dumb reason. He should have told her that um, she had a kid. He should have told her about William. But he was sworn to secrecy. What was he supposed to do? If I tell you about my son, I'll never get to see him. Ever. Do you not care about that? Do you not care about what I feel? But you know what, Oliver? I can't do this anymore. I'm going to put down my ring... And I'm going to literally get out of my wheelchair and walk away from you. Why? Because I'm a fucking bitch. No, no, no. I'm not going to let you put that on her. This is a CW, not Felicity's fault. They wasted the the perfect. They wasted the perfect opportunity to show that she got her. 
that she could walk again and they use it to for, so she can literally walk out of all of her life it is a cw but the character felicity is a product of the cw and her character has become a fucking bitch I no. just, I can't. I no, no longer care. She is now my least favorite character on the show. And Laurel, she's she's still not the Black Canary for me, but she's definitely making her way out of my shitbox and making room for Felicity. Your, but your list has been wavered all season. You, you were really hoping that Theo was in the grave. I really, I was hoping that Laurel was in the grave. But I still think, I honestly still think that Felicity is in the grave. But they already said that that, that wedding scene was a dream sequence. True. People lie. Maybe she dies after the wedding. Because the funeral takes place at the end of this season, I assume. Because six months is essentially a season of a TV show. So I would assume that this is the end of the season and they get married and then she dies. She is killed by Damien Dark or even Malcolm Merlin. Who knows? But she's dead. This is not the first time that Oliver has seen ghosts. He's seen Shadow. He's seen... Um, has he seen his mom? I'm not sure. But no. he, he's, he hallucinates people all the time. It could be a hallucination in the limo. What do you think? Well. Who do you think's in the grave? I literally have no clue. Because I was banking on Thea. And you got me kind of sold on Diggle. But it I really I, that's my second choice. It really could be him. Uh, I think it's just I it could be probably just Lance. I mean, if you kill Lance, then you have no connection to the police. And he's useful for that. Now that would make sense to kill him off. Because you take a useful person and take them away, but it's like, I don't know. I don't know if he's that important to shock the audience. Arrow hasn't done anything insane since season two. Season what three is a shitbox. Someone needs to die that's really close to Oliver, and I think it's either Diggle or Felicity. Unfortunately, I think we're stuck with Laurel because that's how we connect with Captain Lance because his daughter is a vigilante. I don't know. To 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 sidebar your your um your quote on what was it? Oh, it was just in my head. Lance and the and the connection to the PD. That's what um, Laurel should be for because she's a prosecutor. Not, I have two things about that. One, she's a prosecutor. She should get the information too. Two, 
when it comes to certain situations with like the standoff with Nissa, she's not a very good attorney. <laughs> it's like Laurel should not be the black canary. She should be the district attorney that they need on the inside that can actually make change. That's what she should be doing. Not being the black fucking canary. Like, it's, uh, it drives me nuts. And she really, her, her catharsis for doing it is really not bad anymore. But she's just doing it for fun. Or she feels tied into doing it now. And I have no problem with female superheroes. I'm gonna I'm gonna put that into the universe. Sarah is the ultimate canary. Whether it's white, black, as long as it's Sarah, I'm good. Laurel, she needs to be in office, being the DA, and we don't ever see her until we need to go to court. And then I'll be happy with that. We rarely do anything with her 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 legal side no any there's no scenes of that. Like none. Never. It doesn't happen. I can't anymore. recall any. Because she has to fly around and scream with a nightstick, pretending yeah. to be the, the black canary. And she's not. Or just, or just stand there and does not really chase somebody. And on the topic of Nissa the League of Assassins are just disbanded? Like, why even do the League of Assassins on such a small scale? I never liked it, and it's part of the reason why I hated Season 3. Rachel Ghoul is not a Green Arrow villain. He is a Batman villain because the stakes are higher. It just, it didn't work. It just didn't work for me. And I I fucking hated it. And I almost gave up on Arrow completely. But season four has redeemed itself. So let's move away from this. And I want to talk about Legends of Tomorrow. Just briefly from episode one to now. What are your thoughts? I like the show. I, I honestly do like the show. It, it's, but it's hit a point where it's like the inputting drama just a little too, either too quickly or it feels forced. That's the CW, my friend. It felt very, that whole, te- that whole tension with Heat Wave and Captain Cold was very, very forced. Like, I wasn't ready for, for that tandem. I don't know why. But it was working, and then all of a sudden, they it just went off on its own thing. I don't know. Like, I agree with you. It's like the hot girl thing. It's like every other two episodes, there's a different love interest. The moment she comes on the scene in Flash, she's with Cisco. She kisses him. I don't want you anymore. Um... The other guy. That was, no, no, no. That was, he can't have you because it's complicated about this, this 4,000 year togetherness with this being, that kind of thing. I mean, I get it, dude. It's just ridiculous. Like, we could just skip Cisco altogether and just, I don't know. Just, I hated it. 
and what's his name? Hawkman. What's his name? Um, Ken. No, it's um. It was something about a K. See, he's not even that important. <laughs> it was too. It was already too long ago. He was only in like three episodes. It was like he comes in, he dies, whatever the fuck his name is, and then now she's in love with the Adam. I need oh my you. God. Like, why oh do you need God. him? Why why do you need him? Why can't oh he go? <laughs> it's just oh the CW oh <laughs> relationships God, and the CW. <laughs> just, <laughs> I do I. Uh... And it's like you would get it anyways because if she didn't have a moment with the Adam, she could have had a moment with with Jacks. Like, dude, love triangles make me so angry. <laughs> it's just. Just false love triangles. It's just, how can we get Firestorm and fucking, I mean, Jax and Ray to just have, eventually, if we wanted to, we could force drama between these two people over this one girl who, as soon as Hawkman shows up, ain't gonna be interested in either one of them. And it's like, it's literally the only thing she's useful for. She doesn't do anything else. She walks around and whines. And yes, you could make you could make the argument for character development, but my god, how many episodes of her doing nothing and crying and bitching just like, "Oh, I'm a 4000-year-old goddess person and I don't know what to do. Figure it the fuck out. Like, do you want to live or not?" Like, if you want to live, you have to kill Vandal Savage. If you, if you don't, then he's going to keep killing you until the end of time, and you'll just reincarnate over and over. Like, you don't have time for this. Like, I understand it's a lot to grasp all at once, but I would think after two to three episodes, it's time to get it the fuck together. Do you not agree? I mean, I mean, yeah. At this point, it's like okay. Now it's been it's been a couple it's been a couple of months. Like you should be getting into the groove of what what this is and how you need to be better. And that last that last encounter with Savage, it be it felt like a trap, but I get why she had just had to go for it. But I don't understand how come. Like she didn't have her powers in this in this era or something like that. I mean, of course she would, but wings cost money. <laughs> as as ridiculous as it sounds, it's like they have to animate the ship and everything else that they're doing. If they could avoid spending money to sprout the wings, then they'll avoid it. I mean, the whole thing was. She didn't want him to know that she had her memories. But, I don't know, does bringing out the wings make her stronger for some reason? Like, I don't I don't even know that, because she, she doesn't fucking do anything. No, and, when, she didn't, when she didn't control it at the Pentagon, she did show that she was a beast. True, but, I mean... I don't know, she needs to do something eventually... Because in the comics, Shayera is an Shayara. absolute. 
Shaira. <laughs> okay, that garbage, they feed you on Legends of Tomorrow, blah. Shaira is an absolute badass. And all of this is just annoying because I know how great she is and this just makes me sick. Like I said, I understand character development, but can we please just move forward? Please, at some point, let's move forward into badassery. There have been badass moments. The action has been good. Like when mm-hmm. when the episodes hit a climax, whether they're they're two parters or single episodes, their climaxes have been pretty decent. I'm not talking about the episodes overall. I'm like just talking about Hot Girl's performance, like period. Like, can you honestly tell me that you care about anything she does currently? I'm a little bit more lenient. You know how I feel about Shayara. So. I, okay. I don't I'm going to try and be uh, as unbiased as possible. She just needs to get her shit together with this, with this fighting because that last time was her best opportunity. I don't think she's going to get another opportunity that good. And she got finished. I get it. It's just it's probably just to just to lengthen the the story arc because it is a did they get renewed for a second season? Yeah, dude, but like that's is unacceptable. Like I understand you have to stretch episodes, but have her do something instead of crossing her arms and whining all the time. That's all I'm saying. Like, let's Let's finally just get somewhere. Now, I do want to ask you a question, though. Who are your favorite characters on the show? And who are your least favorite characters on the show? I may surprise you with what I'm going to say. My my favorite characters could be Jax and Captain Cole. That's not far off from mine, actually, because my favorite characters are actually Professor Stein, Sarah, and Captain Cold, and actually well, Rick and, well, and Well, and Sarah. Rip, Rip Hunter's oh, little love, tra- love story thing, yeah, it was cute, but I, do, do we have to go that deep into it? No, because I, I, I don't care. It's like... I do care about what's his struggle, but I felt like the, there was a good moment when he was on the ship and he was looking at the hologram over and over of, you know, like this message that his wife and son sent to him. Like, that was deep. You can do stuff like that and make me care. Flashbacks to them in fucking, fucking, um, what's it called? Um... Time Master School, I I don't give a fuck. I really, really don't. No, I am glad that Heatwave is gone. I did not care. He is a one-dimensional villain, boring, don't fucking care at all. He he was an he was kind of animalistic, kind of wild, ready to go rogue. Partly why they're called the rogues. Yeah, it's like, but it's like. That false tension just it just turned me off from the fact that it forced the show to have a reason to get rid of it. 
And that's what the CW does, dude. Like, I'm surprised that Flash don't suffer from this more. Like, I felt that Flash was suffering from it deep when we had gained to the whole Paddy Spivid relationship. It's just like some shit, sometimes the shit that they went through were just really false to me. And I really don't care. I'm not trying to be insensitive, but sometimes I just, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> no, I feel you. Like, um, and this other thing with the flash, how he doesn't care who knows who he is at this point. With this crop that, with that leak, with that photo of, um, the Super Bowl crossover. Yeah. Oh yeah, just yeah. Mom, um, hi. My name is Barry Allen. Um, I'm the fastest man alive. Um, I'm from Central City. Um, a guy from the future killed my mom, and a future version of myself tried to stop him, while my younger version was standing in the living room, while another version of myself was standing in a different room. Um, and I had to watch my mom die three times at the same time at different points in my life. Once again, my name is Barry Allen. But I am really excited for this crossover, though. Like, Are really, you really excited. Like, okay, I don't watch Supergirl, so, so I can't really, like, judge for how it is. But you've been, been like, slowly catching on to what's going on, or you're not really didn't have chance anymore i mean to be perfectly honest i gave up two episodes ago but i'm pretty current on what's going on and i actually have another theory of how barry is actually going to end up in national city so in the last episode he says at the end the breaches aren't closed for good we will catch zoom and as we know in from arrow at the grave Barry talks to Oliver about Zoom, so they do find a way. So I think he's going to use the particle accelerator to open up a hole and run through it. And instead of ending up on Earth 2, he he's he's going to bounce off of something in the Speed Force and he's going to end up in Supergirl Land in National City. Um they might have a little scuffle at the beginning. And then they're going to become friends. That's exactly what's going to happen. Because superheroes. Because, exactly, because superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because superhero shit. But, I mean, honestly, if you're going to do it with a character, it might as well be the Flash. Because the Flash has the ability, well, he will anyway, Without using the particle accelerator, he can just run directly through the speed force, through time and space itself. So you do have the right character to do it. He is the one to link everything. But yes, I am really, really excited for the crossover and I cannot wait until it happens. Oh, so as I was telling you earlier, I got my tickets for Thursday, March 24th at 12.55 a.m. Yes, I know it's a crazy time, 
but we bought tickets anyway because I want to see it on opening night in IMAX, reserved seats. I cannot fucking wait. Oh, your theater, you have you have a theater that does, that does the reserved seating. Yes, amen. Thank God. So it I is, don't have to show up. I'm actually it. surprised it, it's catching on that much. Yeah, dude. That it's, it's awesome, dude. It is awesome. It's It doesn't make sense why it's not more mainstream. Because you go to a basketball game, you go to a baseball game, you buy resolve seats, nigga. So you know where the fuck you're sitting. It should be the same thing at the movies. It's like, I don't have to show up at our Ollie to rush through online to try to find a seat. It's like, guess what? I have resolve seats, bitch. And if somebody in my fucking seat, it's like, hey, here's my tickets with my seats. You need to remove this nigga. Boom. My seats. Bye. This movie is going to be fucking insane. And I, I cannot wait. I rewatched Man of Steel yesterday and I'm just super hype for what's to come. Are you, my friend? I don't know. I, I'm i still one of those people that goes the logical way and think that he's go- that Superman's going to win because why Batman? And I know you're on the opposite end of that. Most definitely, my friend. It's easier than you think to stop him. I mean... Some way, somehow, you can tell from the trailers that Batman introduces Kryptonite to Superman, making him weaker and thus beating the shit out of him. In the Dark Knight Returns comic, he uses Kryptonite in aerosol form so that when Superman breathes it in, he loses his powers and Bruce lets him know, I could have made a stronger mix a stronger binding agent. I could have killed you. I want you to know in your quietest moments, the one man who beat you, Batman is smarter. And when kryptonite is introduced, Superman is weaker than a human being. He stands no chance against the physical specimen of a human male, which is Bruce Wayne, he will be destroyed. Now, in this movie, it doesn't matter because we both know at the end they're going to hug and they're going to be best friends and they're going to form the Justice League. It's just going to be fun to see a bunch of punching and to see Batman's gadgets trying to stop Superman and then we'll defeat Doomsday or whoever the villain is. So, do you think we could see Darkseid at the end of the movie. Well, again, I'm not one of those people that were really involved with the character, so I I have no I don't know a lot about Darkseid. Okay. So, I mean, I've been trying to catch up with with where I can about the information, but if it's supposed to be one of one of Superman's greatest villains, I guess. Um, introducing me, I don't know, but we have this whole doomsday thing, so I don't know how it's how all that's gonna fit out. 
See, that's my whole thing. It's like, why would you introduce Doomsday in the trailers if if he's the main villain? I mean, you just spoiled the whole thing. It's like, obviously, they beat him and joined the Justice League. I already know how it ends. So there has to be something else. You know what I mean? Like, And I'm crossing brands, but they may actually screw up and do what um, Spider-Man 2 did. And like introduce Rhino. You mean the Amazing Spider-Man Two? Because Spider-Man yeah. Two is yeah. actually really good. Yeah, the Amazing Spider-Man Two, not the, not the other one. See, they don't have, they don't have room to make any kind of mistakes. If they fuck this movie up, this universe is done. Because Man of Steel is not the most well-reviewed movie regardless of what people think i actually love the movie i do have my issues i do have nitpicks here and there but i absolutely love the movie but if this movie sucks dc's slate of movies it's it's done so they don't have room to fuck this up so if you're going to introduce dark side which they kind of do they show you the omega symbol in the middle of a ruined, what we would assume is Metropolis or Gotham in the dream sequence in the trailer. That is the logo of Darkseid. So Darkseid is a god of apocalypse. Apocalypse is a completely different planet, right? Yeah, completely different planet. It's like, I don't know. Because I would actually like to see Brainiac as the villain for Justice League and for them to save Darkseid for, you know, down the road. Because Darkseid is such a big villain for not just Superman, but the entire Justice League, the universe. But how how down the road are you going? Because to get somewhere you, where we need to go get to Brainiac, that would be like, 2021 at this point i don't know if the if the if the industry gonna want movies up till then because that's almost like 15 years at this point 2021 yeah like you you do know that like avengers infinity war part 2 is like 2020 right like marvel studios have like two or three films in 2020 like, if I'm not mistaken, DC has, like, two movies in 2020. It's like, comic book movies are not going to stop anytime soon, dude. <laughs> like, not at all. Like, after Infinity War Part 2, Marvel Studios isn't going to stop. Like, those movies are going to make insane amounts of money. And as long as they make money, they're going to keep making these movies. Like, Thanos is huge. My only thing is, what do you do after Thanos? Which is why I would actually like Fox to give up the rights to Fantastic Four so that Marvel Studios can have the rights to the villains of Fantastic Four because Fantastic Four introduced Galactus, the Skrulls, um, a bunch of other, like, really big characters in the marvel universe and it would be nice to see 
a scroll invasion. It would be nice to see Earth being destroyed by a real Galactus and not a shit cloud from <laughs> Fantastic Four 2. So that would be interesting if Fox would just give up the rights. They fucked it up three times. Three times. You fucked it up. They weren't just okay. You fucked it up. You fucked the pooch. Give it up. Because no one will ever see another Fantastic Four movie that's made by Fox. No one will do it. Ever. Give up the rights. Take the money. Make a deal with Marvel Studios. Say, I'll give you the rights to the characters. You just give me 15% on the back end. And we call it square. Because we're never going to make money off of Fantastic Four again. It makes no sense. That whole feud, I don't understand. But that's... Well, we've gone completely off of just having a DC night. So, how how far into the introduction of the new characters are we going to get in this movie? In uh, BVS? Have... Huh? In BVS? Yeah. So, the rumor is that Flash is going to be full-fledged Flash that can run through dimensions, like, full speed fully powered flash we're gonna get him and rumor is he might have something to do with batman's dream sequence that's something i read i have no idea i'm not taking that to the bank but it would just be interesting to see like maybe flash is showing batman a different reality like maybe this is the future flashpoint flashpoint paradox something like flashpoint like this is a possible future of what could happen if we don't do this who knows now aquaman is interesting because when you watch man of steel and you see the world engine in the middle of the ocean it's destroying everything what if it destroyed a part of atlantis what if what if Aquaman is the actual villain of BVS? And then in him realizing that Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman aren't the enemy, he joins them to become the Justice League. I don't know. I'm just saying. It's a lot. I mean, I get that this this movie editor's cut was three hours ahead a little while ago. Yeah, that's going to be the director's cut on Blu-ray. I cannot wait. Three hours there. It's going to be a two hour, two hour, two hours, four hours, thirty-seven minutes maybe. So it's, that's a lot of information to cram into one movie. It really is. It's a lot of characters. A lot of information. I'm just like cyborg. Like you might not even see him as cyborg. Yeah, I get. I I would totally expect that. Cause that movie ain't coming out for a minute. Yeah, like you could literally just have him playing football. Like, cause he's a football player. You could have somebody going to a game, 
like Bruce Wayne have to make an appearance at a game that Victor Stone playing at, and boom, there's Cyborg set up for another another um movie. Well, for Justice League, anyway. I wouldn't even go that far. I would say that somehow in in the madness that what um like Doomsday. If Doomsday is a real thing in this movie, did the destruction from Doomsday like injure him while he was at a game? Kind of like how um, Jax got his followers. I guess. I don't know. That would be a lazy part since DC has done this before, but all the different universes, it doesn't really matter. You know, man, I'm just really excited. I just want to see what they're going to do. I just want to see the movie. And if it's good, I'm going to see it like 10, 15 times because I can watch it as many times as I fucking want. Because you got the golden ticket. I've got a golden ticket. <laughs> and then Civil War. Oh, man. Oh, man. There's just so much goodness. Just so much goodness. Oh, we're gonna do Civil War? What do you mean, now? Yeah. No, not on this one. That, my friends, is gonna come on to next week's podcast, where we will talk about everything Marvel, from Civil War, even with Fox's X-Men Apocalypse, which the trailer, the latest trailer, is absolutely fucking insane. And we will talk about that. We will talk about that next week right now i want to thank my very very special specially educated friend mr breeze jackson thank you so much for coming on the podcast sir it was a pleasure having you it was nice to poke your brain a little bit nerd and we will nerd out some more my friend on next week episode of careful for spoilers see you next time (laughs) 